0: For it. Of course not. Uh, yeah. The only one that was, was uh, the CEO of Salesforce. Salesforce. Yeah. Good he was stuff. the only one that was for, um, you know, yes, I have enough money. I will. Yeah. Tax me. Yeah. You know, it's just like, dude, like if you have plenty, you know, it, it, everyone benefits. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you be again?
1: If I had that much money, would I want to step over poo? No. Well, it's, it's, it's just a, <laughs> where does greed come from? So. Once you've made so much, you're greedy and you want more. You want to keep what you already have. I mean,
2: it's, I think it's more about like like power, isn't it? Because it is about it's, power. It's, it's absolute power, Yeah. Perhaps, absolutely, isn't it? People once they start getting money and they see that it gives them, but I, I don't know. Like it's weird because before, like I don't know what it was like here, but in the UK before, like we had the NHS and before we had benefits. What's, system what's and the, stuff. NHS?
0: the national health um, the
1: healthcare? Oh, you have you have I've healthcare. Got,
2: Full, yeah. yeah wow. Birth, birth to death. And, um, really?
1: You can yeah. just go to the doctor anytime you want? Like if and you have an it, ear infection like, you can just go. We've got
2: a problem at the moment. People will book appointments and not show up. So <gasps> that's a big problem because oh. that means then you can't get in. Someone else can't it. get in. Yeah. Because so they booked an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah.
1: people are assholes. So NHS National Health Service.
2: Yeah so before all that like a lot of the, the businessmen and stuff it was all about like they were philanthropic like they would they set up places for people to live like they set up and give money to the, to, to, you know, say they built a factory, they would then build all the houses near the factory. Oh. Like, and so I don't know where this has kind of come from, where it seems now that people just... Don't super wealthy, especially they just hoard their money like it's going out of fashion. Right. And, and,
0: yeah. and, and here's the thing: when you hoard your money like that, and especially if you want to, if you want to be greedy, here's how you do it. It's so simple <laughs> economics. <laughs> you give people money, and then they buy. And right. when you, yeah. when people have a healthy income, that means they buy more. So that means you get rich because everyone there's a healthy economy and people have a place to live. And then there, you're getting rich too, and everyone's gonna be fucking happy. I don't get it. Simple oh, okay. economics.
2: It's, it seems, yeah. It's, it is crazy. Like. It's,
0: and and that's and that's the thing. We used to kind of do the same thing here in America. That's what, what uh, Detroit the, was. The, the, the middle <laughs> class was. Like with the like it, with General Motors and Ford and stuff in the Tr- Detroit and Flint yeah. area, they build homes around the factories so yeah. the people could, you know, work near the factories and they're nice like
1: middle class homes. And now they're dilapidated and falling apart and they have problems with arson and things just light on fire. <laughs> it's like so dangerous and no water they have no water water. I watched that thing on the Netflix about the Detroit police people the poor Detroit police and they weren't there was no money and then the fire department and stuff things are crazy and everyone's it's cold people can't afford heat and it's just they're all overtaxed and houses are just people have just abandoned their houses because they can't pay their mortgage and the bank just takes it it, and they don't do anything with it we've we read about that what last week or the week
0: before last about how flint was it was one of the most booming economies in the united states and then when people say flint they're like oh shit they think of like lead and water
1: yeah their water was on fire for a while that's Cleveland. Oh, that's
0: Cleveland. <laughs> their, wa-
2: their water was on fire.
0: <laughs> Cleveland, their water. They call that the mistake by the lake. That was right by a factory.
2: <laughs> and they our oil in there or something?
0: Something like that, some kind of chemical, and their <laughs> water caught on fire.
2: Yeah. Great. But that's here in America. That's <laughs> <the Yeah>. America. <laughs> we love it. We love it. <laughs> but
1: you guys have a national health care system. That's why, I mean, why lucky. can't we...
2: Why that's a question we have everyone's that? been asking in England since after the Second World War. Yeah,
0: right. Like, we still I mean
2: our per, our system isn't perfect. We have like a, there's a lot a lot of wastage or you know people mess it around and we have well it's, it's grossly overstated but we do have a little bit of like tourism uh, they call it health tourism where people like fly in and have a baby and leave again. But I mean people make them there's that's a tiny proportion but we it's not perfect is what I'm saying but that's I'd something. rather yeah, we. I mean, we don't have people dying of our teeth because they can't afford to go to a dentist. Like,
0: right.
2: <laughs> like, well, that's dying, medieval, isn't it? Like people well, shouldn't.
0: People die in the ER waiting in he- like waiting here, or you know, I've had friends that almost died because they were afraid to go to the hospital because they're afraid they don't have health yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah. And it's so complicated. It really is. Like. I'm about to sign up for health insurance, and I'm afraid, because I'm like, I don't know how this works. It's so confusing.
2: And if you pay for for ages, and then they'll just come along and be like, oh, yeah, you're actually not covered.
1: Exactly.
0: It's, that's their hustle. And so that would be $10, $10,000 for
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Pre-existing people, conditions and all kinds yeah, of other crazy shit. People lose their homes.
2: That's capitalism for you, though, man, isn't it? Like, you've got, like, the the drug companies pushing prices of drugs up that they yeah. don't need to be. Like, um, was it Astra, like AstraZeneca or someone like that pushed the price of an asthma inhaler up in the U.S. by, like, 3 Three, three times I don't know which right. drug company that was there's
1: but. also um the thing that saves people from opiate overdose is the narcan, narcan. Yeah. is like 500 dollars a dose it's or something insane, crazy it? it's like what
2: how, why how much is it? we should be looking at how much it costs to produce these things and saying right. well, why are you charging us this much but it's, it's but you it's laissez-faire isn't it you just let people get on with it
1: well but it's also the marketing like it it's expensive to market a drug, I guess. You have to buy all that. But then is it like, is it creating jobs? Like the pharmaceutical industry no. is huge. and
2: Yeah, but if the company's worth billions of pounds and it's giving millions to shareholders and it's making too much profit. Isn't
0: right. right, yeah, yeah. And, and so, the problem is and, though, and there's too to much the money in politics. <laughs> the thing is, the, poli- the pharmaceutical companies have a hand in a lot of politicians. And so that's yeah. one of the reasons why a lot of politicians will be like, you know, no, we're not for Medicare, for all. Let's know, you know, everyone has a choice in their you know, in health insurance and you it's ha- socialism. I'm like, we already have socialism here. You have to There's be so wrong with socialism poor.
2: either. It's, it's in like a little dose of socialism is just oh, called being nice.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> be, that's that's, that's lovely how you say everybody that. Yeah. Should we should have access to healthcare. You have to be really like I'm I'm really poor. You have to be really poor to get Medi Cal, which is the California version of
2: free um, So that's like Obamacare, is it?
1: Kind of, right. yeah, like Obamacare kind of it, i mean it's just if you're it's the, when if you're poor you get but you have to be really poor. Like I have to prove I'm poor every six months and <laughs> I mean, I just I just lost half my food stamps because I because of my new job, because I, I work one day a week, I make like an extra 90 bucks a week, and I lost, I lost like 80 bucks of my food stamps. So
2: yeah. it's oh, like, so you made like 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so silly.
1: It's like, fuck, man. They they want to keep. They just, I don't know. But then people say like. Why are you on services and blah blah blah? And well, like shouldn't, I think everyone should have free food. I, I I don't understand why we can't just feed people and, and healthcare. let people be safe. It's
0: and it's, it's just our healthcare system and,
1: really pisses me off. Yeah, it's just we're gross here.
0: I mean, even That's Canada sure. they have Canada they have free healthcare. Everyone seems to like Cuba has fucking free healthcare.
1: Well, and Canada's so great because Damn. global warming only affects Canada positively, and that it used to be like Victoria. Up there it's when you go past when you go past so you go oregon and then washington and then right past washington it's is victoria there. canada and it used to be cold and now it's getting warmer it's beautiful and you look in there the wildlife's all gone but isn't it it's, lovely it is it is gorgeous up there and it's like <laughs> global warming only affects canada positively it's just
2: not one human poo within miles as well which is nice
1: Probably, I, yeah i, I would um, yeah Probably. You're gonna notice it. it now when you walk when you back to and your every, hostel.
2: Every time I see it, I, what, I, what I previously thought was just dog poo, now I'm, like, I'm gonna be second. I'm gonna be taking time well, and looking at it. When well, I'm, when we, we actually
1: it. we play a game here in San Francisco called Man or Beast. And when you see a pile on the ground, you decide <laughs> oh, you is just, it man or you go man or beast, man or beast. Well, okay. when you're playing with a child, usually it, you make it into a fun. I, I make it into a fun game, man or beast. That's um, that if it's fun, yeah. if it's up against a wall, it's always man.
2: And it's very important to know the difference it's because important. if you step in, if you step. <laughs> You want to know how hands on you can be?
1: And it. that's Don't the you. fucked up
2: part.
1: <laughs> We're so gross here. It's when I when I go to Arkansas like that's I'm going to I'm going to make fun of uh of, of the poo here yeah you should Yeah, I'm gonna, that's you ain't gonna,
0: gonna have to worry about that kind of shit there yeah
1: no I can't I mean I'm so excited okay so this is very sad here is that all the fire stuff's happening and it's supposed to be like this bad of air quality until oh, I think they, it's fine
2: but, I mean obviously the fires are really bad but right. the air quality here seems alright oh my god oh, it's no, awful it's,
1: it's bad like I, my I, <laughs> but my whole not body is like <laughs> feeling all the crazy sp- I just quit smoking four months ago <laughs> and now I'm like why did I quit smoking Brilliant. I could be they're just breathing the air um and maybe my lungs just got used to it. It's like, oh, you're okay. But it's like affecting my whole like I, I got out of the house today and my eyes immediately teared up and I was like, Oh, holy fuck Like what is going on out here? Um so sorry about that. Uh but you'll you'll notice the human poo. I don't know where where was I going with
2: that? I forgot. Uh you're
1: going on a trip some?
2: Oh you're going to Arkansas. Oh I'm going to
1: Arkansas. Okay, so the 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 air quality is supposed to be bad until December 3rd. And thank God. So for um, Thanksgiving, it's supposed to be this bad. And people that are flying in, I feel so terrible for them. If you have little kids, get the masks. Don't let children or kittens or puppies breathe this air. They're going to, it's just not good for their tiny lungs. But I'm going to Arkansas. The air will be beautiful. You'll be able to breathe. I'll be able to breathe. I'll be like, I'm in the country. And they like gun. I hate guns. But they like guns. And they like walking around in nature. <laughs> and
2: racism. Shooting and what we can and shoot. And racism. You can't I find that funny when people talk about um, like in nature and then shooting it. Do you not think that's <laughs> yeah. peculiar? Like, yeah. I've really loved deers. I've got one hanging on my wall. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know if the deer likes you very much. So.
1: <laughs> if if you're gonna eat the whole deer, I I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, no. Venison's like, delicious. I mean, if you're gonna make like venison jerky and you're gonna eat the thing, and that's fine. And then you know that's great. But if you just want to kill it for
2: fun, that's, for fucked, up. But also, that's fucked, fucked up. Also, there's already loads of dead of the same thing in the shop. So don't kill that because like if you're gonna if you're gonna eat it, go and buy because there it is already dead. You you don't have to go and kill one.
0: I, I mean, yeah, when people go on safaris and like to kill lions and shit. Well, that's awful. That's, I'm just I like, think,
2: wh- I think take the guns away. Make it hand to hand. And then if you overpower whatever. Beast versus the, yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah, man versus man or beast. There
0: you go. <laughs> beast is going to win. That's fair, fair isn't it? <laughs> if, you exactly take yeah, fair.
2: A, if you take down a, a, a big deer or whatever with your hands, or maybe like a fashioned tool, then <laughs> fair enough.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with that. Absolutely. You if you want to hunt a lion, Hi, man, go for it. I just want to saw- hunt a tiger. Go crazy, but dude. no guns. Yeah.
0: Just dude. I just watched a YouTube video of I think there are some Aussies. They're on a safari and they shot this big ass lion, and they're laughing and like, Yay, we shot this lion! Well, lo and behold, the other lion comes out and it <laughs> gets the other the guy, and you hear someone scream. ah! I'm just like, you know. That's just karma. You yeah, just you get killed. You
2: pay for don't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of. What's YouTube's the point man in you killing lion. it? You're not going to eat it, are you? No. You, what's the point of you killing the elf, elephant? Oh, the tusk. Right. It's yeah. I, I'm not for safari. I'm I'm good old-fashioned Midwest girl. Here, I will hunt some squirrel and some
1: deer. <laughs> and this is, little this critters. Is, this is this is real. <laughs> it's man versus lion in a wrestling match in Egypt. Self-styled Egyptian strongman Saeed El Asawi stepped into a cage to fight a lion in a no-holds-barred death match. Oh, he said sorry. it was to boost tourism in Egypt. Oh,
2: <laughs> well, come to Egypt and wrestle a lion. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't go if somebody said I'll be. Like, I'm going to Egypt. go. Oh, you can wrestle a lion there. Oh, I might not bother.
0: Listen, That's, I don't even want to run with the bulls in Spain. I ain't fucking with that. This is this is Some the actual, This is for us. Here's
1: This is this yeah. this is it's the transcript. Fun. This is the transcript of the fight. I uh, we were mostly mostly due to snow don't on Saturday at 600 pound line said quietly as a spectacle unfold around. He didn't know it yet. He was about to be launched. In the 26 year old Saeed, unless it's, 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 they, um, it's, it must be translated, so it sounds weird. The Egyptian bodybuilder said he was going to fight an animal with his bare hands. Good for him. Which he called a just cause. <laughs> he was bored. <laughs> Earlier, yeah. S.A. Ali was confident the lions would submit. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, it's terrible translation, but this guy fucking fought a lion. I guess he beat him. Did he win? I don't know. I it's hard to doubt tell. Well,
2: well, I you know, say he's let let not a he's
1: not a tourist.
0: I yeah. crapped. <laughs>
2: L- let L- let me just take his course and in that sat case. back down.
1: And soon after that, the most now declare a victory. Blah 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 blah. What well,
2: doesn't even sound like the lion's that bothered. He's yeah, like, he's, he's like, like, I- like coming in to wrestle him, and the lion just sits there and goes.
1: Well, I, I tried to, the not transcript is transcript. How has, old was today, the lion? Mate. Yeah.
2: How it, old? It sounds like a sleepy lion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> a sleepy lion, I think.
2: Probably, you should always let sleeping. Lions sleeping lie. animals. Yeah. Sleeping lions lie. Just don't sneak up on one.
1: Yeah, try wrestling a bear, see what happens. Yeah. It's, this is the weird, this is almost like a poem. It's so poorly translated into English from whatever it was. that it a bit, it could it's, be the Bible. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's poorly, yeah. It, one of the lines in here is about control israel policies regarding the palestinians it's It's like how did this come into the lion wrestling thing anyways
2: it's man maybe that was maybe the lion was from israel maybe
1: it's Theresa may's face look
0: at her face oh yeah uk's (laughs) Theresa may
1: presses ahead with brexit deal oh yeah that's the old one that's what she's saying good for her no, it's today. 11-14, is that today? Is today the 14th? Uh, it is the yes, 14th is. today. So oh, yeah, it was yeah. today. Look at her mouth. I, I, I didn't even, I didn't, I'm so ignorant. I didn't even know she was, I didn't know that that was the prime minister. I think this is the maybe the first or second time I've heard the words Theresa May. May.
2: Well, she got made fun of a little while ago, didn't she? Because she had leather trousers on. And everyone said, oh, you, can't, you, you shouldn't make fun of... Uh, Prime, like, prime minister of a like, no other prime ministers because she's a woman. And I was like, actually, if any prime minister wore leather trousers, I would have something to say about it. And well, I would be very vocal in how stupid I think they look. Didn't she? Really tight f- as well. She, this is, she's an old lady. She's Goodness got a nice sake. ass. She has a flat hasn't. ass. Like a, like Come on, okay.
1: I have to look at this woman.
0: It's
2: like, like a tray. Yeah. Okay,
1: I have to look up a picture. So when Theresa May's asked, when
0: she was we find, in Africa those, that they were she was with one of the tribes and she was trying to dance and it was just like sad it was like oh please don't oh
2: don't I, don't, I can't understand how her husband finds her or how either of them finds either other of them attractive
0: <laughs> they're like he's pretty doofus looking himself
2: oh, he's a bit of a bellend isn't he because he uh he runs a security company that, uh, or part of G4S, which the government employs.
1: Oh, great.
0: Oh, so, no, he's so he's got some kickbacks. That's that. just
2: porn, that, and
1: yeah. there's no Theresa May's what ass, the but there's, the there's f- a hairy <laughs> pussy. That's...
0: <You laughs> say UK that Prime Minister. UK Prime Minister. The, well, oh, Theresa May is a porn star here. Okay. Right. Oh, wow, that's fucked up. That's the first thing that came on Google. <laughs>
1: <All> <laughs> yeah.
0: <right>. Well,
2: she's <laughs> fucked the country, so...
1: U- UK Prime Minister's butt. There's no pictures. It's where, who is she? Is this is her? Yeah. Okay. There's no pictures of her butt. That's probably for the best.
0: And then so there's she has Th- a Theresa May porn star right there. Where there getting she is. It in the butt.
1: Yep, that's
0: <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what, what, what that? it came
2: up.
1: That's exactly. I put in Google, UK. Google, you nasty. I put in UK <laughs> Prime Minister. We're trying but, to get some civics up in here. Get? What did we get? This we is got,
2: for science. Don't you understand?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, I don't have a problem with her wearing leather pants. I think that that is
2: uh, brave. Well, for me, it's any (laughs) excuse to highlight what an idiot I think she is. She is. So even if she looked good in them, I would never have told her.
0: Um, She had a quote about, I think it was like last year, what have you, where she was being interviewed about like the naughtiest thing she's ever done. Oh, and it's run through a field. Yes!
2: (laughs) I'm like... Oh, my word. I'm like, oh, come on. But, you know, she asked for it in that case, doesn't she? Like, if it's, <laughs> it's like going into a, a, a playground and taking off your shirt. Like, you're going to get a slap. Someone's going to slap you. That's like, that that's that's her, isn't it? She's asking to be bullied.
1: Yeah. She's I, asking. No, she's asking. Field. Some, some people deserve to get bullied. Is that what you're saying? No, I think she deserves <laughs> Okay, good. Uh, just her. This is, <laughs> we we usually, we haven't bullied um, our president yet enough, so let's let's. let's real 45 um, fuck face. Why is he
2: 45?
1: Because he's the 45th, 45th president, president. And we don't like to, don't say, like to pre- say his uh, name. Yeah. We don't, because we're just, every <laughs> time we say his first name, we just give him more press. Yeah. And we don't like to give him press, but no. we like to talk shit on. These are, this is just quotes of his. And I just want to just do a couple. Um, these are on showing his humility. Oh um, I'm also honored to have the greatest temperament that anybody has. That's a good impression. I am, I alone can fix it. Um, I think I am actually humble I think I'm much more humble than you would understand <laughs> oh. the beauty of me is that I'm very
2: rich <laughs> but where do you start it's almost sad isn't it here, his daddy did not love him Well, you can't, can you make fun of somebody who clearly yes. is, has an IQ of about two
1: yes he doesn't read he watches 15 TVs at once I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created these are quotes of his all of the women on The Apprentice flirted with me consciously or unconsciously that's to be expected Okay, and I his mean, dick looks like a mushroom.
2: I can't. I don't. I don't know how anyone could find him attractive for a start. Let's talk about that.
1: Let me tell you, because I'm a really smart guy.
2: And, <laughs> well, apparently, he just goes around grabbing people's pussies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've never known that to work. It doesn't. It's not a good pickup. First up, of all,
0: we've we've had. It's not we've, shake hands. We've talked about this. Like, how do you actually really grab? Like, it's. I think it's just a general area. You can't. But you're fingering. It's a finger, yeah. not grab. Well, it, yeah. It yeah. You're be. grabbing. Are you would taco meat? Yeah, you'd have to go in <laughs> taco or the tacos. That way. Yeah, like the lips. Yeah. Yes.
1: Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: I have to apologize to the world again for
1: this terrible, terrible mistake. My fingers are long and beautiful, as it has been well-documented... Are various other parts of my body
2: <laughs> I, would, I would Press him on what he means by that He's
1: talking about his dick
2: is he? Right, of course My he is. fingers are long
1: and beautiful As it has been well documented Are various other parts of my body You know body. Music, I mean? when people talk like that they have small dicks yes. Oh here's the other one He referred to my hands if they're small Something else must be small I guarantee you there's no problem I
2: guarantee it that's, I mean that's fine I'm happy he's happy but I don't want to know about that you know what I mean I'm, if he's got if he's got a mass if his, his his dick is you know like a Cumberland sausage I'm happy for a him Cumberland Good for sausage him. yeah but you know Good that's not him. the case I know it's not the case but I'd let him think that I'm happy but it's when he starts pointing it out then you have to go actually Donald compared to other people's because yeah. yours is very small yeah like but if, he, if he's happy to keep it to himself and he goes I've got a big dick in private you can go of course you have Donald and then that's <laughs> it yeah and leave him to it
1: nobody respects Women more than me. That's another <laughs> quote. But he said, and then three minutes later in the same speech, he said, "Such a nasty woman." Remember the nasty, nasty quote w- when he was talking about Hillary. Hillary?
2: Uh, I just think after having Barack Obama as well, you guys had it too good for too long, and now you, it's gone too far the other way, and you're really noticing more of a difference because you went from someone who is actually not a knob. To no. someone, just like a normal, normal.
1: Well, that like ju- a real
0: president.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. that just lets you yeah. know how
0: racist this country is. I mean, seriously. And the or fact f- that, ma- you know, the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, I got to blame you, white woman, here. <laughs> how 52% of y'all white women voted for this man? I don't get it. But, oh, um, but, it, <laughs> but the thing is, here's a, we have a thing called elect electoral co- uh, college vote, which is yeah, that's needs
2: peculiar to, b- to me. I don't. I don't yeah. I understand how yeah. that works. Right. Oh,
0: so that's the only reason why he won because he did get Hillary did get three million of the, of the popular vote. But how is that
1: democratic? If
2: it's not. It's not. The, it's the, not. That sounds at, like the absolute reverse of democracy because it, it
1: the t- electoral college was originally created because black votes were only they, they started saying that black votes were only two th- worth two-thirds. So they like were two Jim thirds. That's like Two thirds of laws. person. Yeah. Kinda no, like, black people weren't able to vote. That was, they weren't able to vote, but the people who owned them. Got
2: oh. an extra two thirds vote was, or something it was for a, it was an attempt as well to like so you give yourself give the rich more power essentially in, yeah. in, in a say of it wasn't it and
1: so
0: now it benefits mostly republicans yeah. here yeah. so and yeah. the de- the democrats have you been trying to yeah. huh? you pronounce that wrong huh yeah. pronounced
2: that slightly wrong or did you not <laughs> uh, no, no I, that's, that's, that's what you say what I, I, call I meant it what does, I said
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, this is here's that actual quote about the grabbing by the pussy you know I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You could do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You could do anything.
2: I just. It's uh, called rape. (laughs) Home. It's just, well it's assault Aside from anything else It's just It's inappropriate and not very polite Is it And to, he still
0: won And he still that. won White women again
2: yeah, you know, He does <laughs> that says begs the women. question Is how How many people sat there And went oh, Sounds like a nice Sounds like a good Saturday and, like, <laughs>
0: and the thing is Just like you know That was like He said that, that We found the, the tape out Like a couple of weeks Before the election And so usually Back in the old days Stuff like that Would have been like Oh well we're not Going to vote for him But but I guess the crazy crackers in the South were like, "We like him. He's pretty good. Wow!" And white women were like, "We like rape."
1: This is this is funny. This is a funny one. <laughs> Believe me, she would not be my first choice. I can tell you. Uh, Donald Trump mocking the women who alleged he sexually assaulted them, suggesting his accusers weren't attractive enough to earn his attention. Yeah. I, I just, it, That's horrendous. It, it? It's horrible. He's a horrible. I mean, but the. the insecurity I, but just I think he out. thinks yeah. it's. I don't, it's so, it's just so sad. A person who is very flat chested is hard to be a 10. It's very hard to be a ten. I didn't know about that. One. I mean,
0: That's
2: it's really, bad yeah. enough if, if he was just some maniac; that would still be bad. But the fact that he is, he is the most powerful maniac on
0: right. the planet, which yeah. is
2: even scarier. It's super, the fact that matters. Scary. Is just like
0: you can't. I can. You can never re- respect anybody like that. Like he, he was a. Uh, uh, last week he d- did some interviews and they went terrible, obviously. Mm. And he was saying like people need to respect people need to respect the White House. And then he goes and calls one of a, a journalist stupid. That's a stupid question. Yeah. That's a stupid, stupid question. For You usually ask stupid questions. It's
1: <gasps> Free trade is terrible. Free trade can be wonderful if you have smart people, but we have stupid people.
2: <laughs> Who well, is he talking about, us or. Also, like, that's, <laughs> that, that's not an answer. That's not something a president should say, because what's his. Okay, so what then, Donald? <laughs> What are we gonna uh, free trade's is terrible. Course, so what we're we gonna do? Yeah. he Come doesn't on. know because you own a business. So f- that's free trade. Not free trade. I don't know what He do
0: He don't, he don't know right. what he's doing. He watches cable TV all day.
2: Fifteen at once, so he never gets much of anything. Right. Of it, like. He's just
0: looking at. I. I. I dare the on. media so for like. For like at least a couple days not talk to him about him and see how his head would explode seriously because he's such a narcissist you know even when we had we had a synagogue shooting here what like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and he mentioned the fact that that shooting really kind of hurt uh, uh our uh the election for us I'm like, who says that 11 people died in a mass shooting and that's what you had to say? Wow, you should kill yourself. Well, I think he hates Jews,
1: too, not just oh, black people. No, he, well, yeah,
0: <laughs> he's a nationalist. Oh, well, he, doesn't just say, <laughs> he just called himself a nationalist. And Macron just gave a speech about the difference between being a patriot and a nationalist. Long behold, that's what World War One and World War Two was about, the fact that the Germans were national. I mean, it just mm. people who... I I'm sorry people who are 45 supporters are fucking racist
1: I- ignorant sexist and just and our country is totally divided you looked at the elections last week it's like 50-50 <sighs> there's half of us that seem to be I don't know compassionate and like abortion a lot and the other half are like we don't like them gays at all and we don't want any
0: health care <laughs> and I've, I've, here's
2: the thing I've never met well I've met a couple of bad gays but they're generally such nice people they absolutely
1: yeah if you can if it's a nice it's a good stereotype
2: I just, just think yeah, yeah. you <laughs> Never met one, have you, Donald? Yeah. Unless, As decorator. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, definitely. maybe Donald is a bit. Uh, usually, people uh, like that are yeah, usually. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. So maybe he needs like to have a, a look he's at like himself. He's like a freshman
1: at Berkeley. He protests too much. There you go. He,
0: he's he would he'd be a bottom.
2: He yeah. He'd Cause <sighs>
0: he because his top wouldn't fit.
1: Well, on that ending on an ass joke, uh, a butt rape joke is the way we. What's the way we roll out on a? On a, it doesn't have to be rape. It just could be butt sex. Yeah, consensual. It could be, it could be yeah, consensual. But, uh, he loves it. He loves it. On, loves it. Uh, we will, <laughs> on that.
2: Well, well, maybe he. Then maybe he wouldn't. He'd feel a bit bad about. Yeah. raping everybody else wouldn't he so. Ta-ha.
0: An, ah. an asshole for an asshole yes, there you go.
2: No, an don't. eye for an eye and everyone would be blind <laughs> <laughs> it's true. this was fun <laughs> uh,
1: Thomas it was so much fun to have you Yeah. and we're friends on Facebook now and you have to eat in and out and we'll make a I'll make a list for you of delicious places to eat in San Francisco but the mission burrito as big as your head uh, there's also some good Burmese food here, but just in the Mission, it's like there's this place called Yamo that's killer, and it's so cheap. It's like six fifty for a lunch, and it's. So good. Black bean fish. And if you wanted some <laughs> good beer, you can come to McKeller. it's ah. not too far away from your hostel.
2: I'm I'm a fan of beer, That's, I'll tell you that.
1: Uh LaToya works tonight. I, I I'm at that Bender's that. tonight. I work tonight at Bender's, but I don't do the bar, I do the food. So. Oh.
2: Well, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for but being here. You, pleasure. You've you been are too great. great. Your song is amazing.
1: Yeah, your I can't wait till you're air. famous. Stop it. You're fire!
2: Stuff it. It's true. Stop you're really great. It.
1: it was so nice. We met at uh the hearth, the Meredith Godfrey. Hey everybody, I'll give her a free plug. She has a, uh, a great podcast on Mondays from 6 to 8 and she also has an amazing show on Saturdays that's comedy and she's been very helpful. I wouldn't have been booked at that show in um, Arkansas without her because she gave me, a, I had to make a tape last minute and she you got put it. me on without and then it was great and I taped it and now I get to go to Arkansas.
2: Can I quickly just say, uh, like Please. Meredith, you're lovely. Isn't she great? You're just the best. You're so nice and Everyone should go to the hearth and see Meredith. Yeah,
1: it's on 11th and Geary. Go down, get a drink, uh, say hi to Meredith, and listen to her podcast. And go on a Saturday night and see some great comedy. Uh, everybody goes. It's a lot of fun. Perfect. All right. We'll see you guys next week here on The Oldcast. Bye, Bye. suckers.
2: Bye. Bye.
3: The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave with help from his friends Dave Talks News, Wisdom, Progressive Activism, and Spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics got to hold off till happy hour though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat.
4: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop, Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
5: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit faced McRat.
1: <laughs> For all your space chicken sci fi comedy non political humor needs, go to Tim's Tesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks.
6: That's right, Van Halen, not Van Hagar, because this is Millennials versus Gen X, and we are general Xing the fuck out of this thing. Are there any Millennials here? Yeah. That's amazing. This place is filled with Millennials because we're not giving away any participation trophies at this event. I'm surprised you guys showed up anyway. All right. So, hey, uh, before I get too started with things, speaking of Millennials versus Gen X, Luke Perry died. Yeah, Luke Perry died. For, I think he did too much 9021 blow. Yeah, boy. Speaking of blow, guys, we're about to go to war with uh, uh, Venezuela. So, we're starting to amass troops in Colombia. Uh, So cocaine's going to get really expensive soon. So you might want to stock up or uh, buy, I don't know. Stock up. That's the word to the wise. Anyway, we're here as far as I'm concerned as... as, Let me gen-explain this event here tonight (laughs) to all you people out there. As far as I'm concerned, this is a roast of fucking millennials. We're just going to... We're just gonna dump all over you for like a whole hour. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I mean, why? It, it, see, it's fun already, right? Just thinking about it is just the anticipation. It's precious. It's great. I love crapping on you guys. The future for you guys, ha. Good luck. I mean, you guys are, we can't depend on you guys for shit, right? It's just so obvious. I mean, you're all deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, for starters. I mean, when Armageddon comes, I'm just going to make a couple sandwiches and fight off all your hordes and survive to rebuild society in my image. Wait, for what? Yeah, I don't have to wait too much longer. I mean, now that they've discontinued antibacterial soap, you guys are due for a die-off once you touch dirt for the first time. The shock to your system will be too much for you guys. I mean, how could you be allergic to bread? Bread is the thing that is like most closely associated with like civilization, right? I mean, before bread, we were in huts. Then we had bread, and now we have civilization. I mean, we can't trust you guys with bread. How can we trust you with civilization? Straight line reasoning right there. Welcome to the collapse. I mean, you guys are so, I was rec- speaking of dirt, I was recently reminded that my generation and all the generations before me, we used to eat dirt as kids, right? It gave, it gave us grit, right? But you idiots are eating Tide Pods. What the... (laughs) Completely the other way. Now you're just too weak. Speaking of weak, you guys got the Momo Challenge too? Not just the Tide Pod Challenge, the Momo Challenge. You guys know what that is? You challenge each other to commit suicide. And you do it. Like lemmings. You don't win the Momo Challenge. You Darwin the Momo Challenge. You even got this thing, the Condom Challenge... You guys know about this one where you're snorting condoms? They had a condom challenge when I was growing up. The challenge was to wear a condom. <laughs> Just one thing after another. you get your stupid fucking diets, your stupid fucking paleo bullshit. Paleo, I'm so paleo, how come I'm not losing weight? I'm so paleo. Because you're not fucking paleo, that's why. You know what is paleo? Shivering. (laughs) Shivering's paleo, it works your core, gets those hard to reach muscles. That's why they were so ripped back in the paleo days, they were shivering all the time. i have tried your stupid diets, your stupid kombucha. God damn, someone took turnt wine and skunk beer and mixed them together. That's what kombucha is. Now that I'm drinking it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. (laughs) It's causing major climate change in my microbiomes and I am producing methane. That's a science joke, in case you're wondering. So I got off of that shit and I started eating kimchi instead. Holy shit, now that I'm eating kimchi, I gotta say, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? How do you make cabbage worse? I eat that stuff. It makes me Kim Jong-il. Zing. Yeah, it's one thing after have to know with you guys. You're just too soft with everything. You're too soft with weed too, man. 420, so played out. You can vape in the library now, guys. It's like, smoking weed is not cool, or hip, or dangerous anymore. Nerds took over, 57 kinds of different oil. It's pathetic. Who here remembers 1987? (laughs) The year America ran out of weed. You see, back then, there was weed or no weed. (laughs) Those were your options. (laughs) Not like which club has the special on red Congolese and who's got the... It was how much sativa is in that. Me, 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 me. We used to be homo sapiens looking each other in the eye as we passed the joint around, right? We used to save the roaches and hoard them till Sunday because they were special. (laughs) You guys don't do that shit. You just cartridge, 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 la la la. All a bunch of fucking homo sativas and homo indicas just sucking down on your individual wrapped vape pens devolving before my eyes walking headlong into traffic with your Pokemon go walk off a cliff nav apps nav app completely necessary now because you've lost your ability to find your friends in a park (laughs) it's pathetic you guys got it too easy with pussy too man I'll tell you that When I was growing up, that shit was the nom down there, man. You were in the jungle, looking out for Charlie and shit. You didn't know which way was north. The orgasm was still a myth. (laughs) The G-spot hadn't been invented yet. And the clitoris was like the Mayan city of gold, swallowed up by the jungle. We didn't have the vagina monologues or Google Maps to help us out back then. We had to figure that shit out on our own. Now it's like fucking Iraq war down there, man. Nothing but scorched earth, right? (laughs) Nothing between you and Baghdad. No mystery. And it's pathetic. Are there any millennials on the, the bill tonight? You're all millennials, <laughs> so it's just me against all you guys, <laughs> and I'm winning. <laughs> so anyway, we didn't go over who was coming up first or second, but there's, is, there was sort of an order on the. Uh, we're all uh, comfortable with the order on Facebook, cool, which means. Robert Robert Pang is coming up first to defend his generation. Give it up
7: for Robert Pang. Oh yeah, our generation's fucked. There's no there's no defending it, right? There's seriously no know, defending this shit, right? Like I I I was lost today because my phone died. Like I don't know where, how the fuck I even got here. Like what the fuck? Like I tried to look at a, a real map. I'm just like, what is all this squiggly lines? Like just show me where to go. Seriously, what the fuck, right? Like my right, like Asian millennial is even more fucked than like normal vi- millennials, right? Like Asian millennials are just we've been through a lot. Like seriously, just look, just treat us better, okay? Because we've been through a lot. Seriously, like, like. Like white people have so much options. Like white kids have so much options, right? If they can, fu- if they fuck up school, they can like do trade school. They could like do music. They can maybe do stand up comedy, right? Like we're Asian millennials. Like if we fuck up school, we're just fucked, right? It's either we go to engineering school or we die in the sweatshop somewhere. Like there's no, there's no middle ground, right? Like seriously, like Asian millennial, we like if we don't get a good job, that means we can't get a good car, that means we can't get a good house, that means we don't fuck. Like at all. Like had anyone here not fucked? Give it up if you not fucked. <laughs> Only me? Seriously, god damn it Seriously, like, if, you, uh, if you're if you wondering Like, if you're a Gen X or you're a millennial Just ask yourself this question Okay, what's more sexy? A 12-inch dick or a 12,000 square foot condo In downtown uh, San Francisco? Right, it's just like Seriously, like, it, like for us It's like, we rather have the condo Because a condo will solve all of our problems Right, like, just like Even if, like, we can't get like, the good sex Like, we can still jerk off to a waterfront view Which is much better than Whatever the fuck we're doing, just like seriously, I need a house, right? Like, I fucked up my life. I know exactly when I fucked up. College? Anyone to college here? Anyone to college here? We all went to college, right? Because we're millennials, right? And we're so fucking dumb, right? Seriously, I, get, I know this one guy from college You can build any kind of bridge in the world, any kind of bridge. But you know what kind of bridge you can't build? the bridge of human connection. Like, that guy is never getting laid, right? Like, and the dumbest guy I know, the dumbest guy I know spent a a thousand K to go to engineering school, graduated, can't find a job, and now is doing stand-up comedy on mutiny radio. Like, what the hell? (laughs) What the hell is wrong with me? Like, seriously. Like, we we can't, we don't know how to talk to people, like, I'm so fucking lonely right now, like, seriously, I'm so lonely, like, like, I did the loneliest thing possible, like, last New Year's Eve, I mean, uh, New Year's Eve celebration, I went to watch the fireworks in downtown alone, right, like, that's the saddest thing ever, like, for the whole time when I was there, when I was, like, waiting for the fireworks to start, for two hours straight, I just tried to pretend to try to find my friends, right, it's just like, hey, where are you, man? Where are you? Yeah, Wang? Wang, are you here Yeah, Wang? Wang? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at the waterfront. For the two hours when I was there, I was just walking around doing that. Because if I sat down, people would have been like, oh, look at this piece of shit. He's here watching the fireworks alone, right? It's just like, seriously, seriously, talking to people, This, how do, how do people do it? right people like i don't know how to get a job at all right like it's all online job application now like online job applications are just fucking nightmares right i just like i see this one job post like entry level position three years experience needed like three years experience so that's a girl who's like oh my god i want to date a virgin but he needs to be anal have a sex dungeon and three years experience like what the hell man like by the way if you know a girl like that call me I can build a great sex dungeon there's so much duct tape in my house i don't i don't know what to do is it? Right, like I'm an engineer, yeah, so it means like I'm more socially awkward in talking to people. Like people try to give me advice when I can't find a job. They're like, Robert, if you can't find a job, you gotta network, you gotta go out there, and you gotta talk to people. Like seriously, fuck you, okay? Whoever gave that advice, fuck you, right? I'm a millennial, I don't know how to talk to people. Like when you were out, out there drinking, partying, and having sex, I was at home studying math like a good boy. But no, you can't hire me because I'm socially awkward. But you can hire the douchebag who stole all my homework because he's cool. And he knows how to talk to people. Like, look, I know. I want to know how drinking works, right? Like, I don't. I don't know how fucking drinking works. Like, you drink, and some magic happens, and boom, you're pregnant. Like, what? What is this sorcery? Somebody teach me this shit, right? Like, crack. Crack is amazing, right? Like, I wish I was addicted to crack, okay? Because at least. Crack is so cool. Like, when you're storing sm- crack, like, people look up to you. Like, whoa, that guy's smoking crack. You know what I'm addicted to? League of Legend. Like, nobody is looking up to me because I sit in front of a dark room all day sitting in front of a computer just clicking a button. Like at least when you're addicted to crack, you're getting exercise, right? Like I look like I have no exercise at all, like seriously. Like, like if I was on crack around me, I'll, I'll be like <laughs> and then I'll be like all this twitching is gonna make me lose weight, but like I don't do that. Like god damn it, I was, I was a, cool, I was a l- nerd kid. God, we're all nerd kids. All Asian kids are nerds. Just like, God damn it. Like, every Asian kid I talk to is just, like, engineering degrees. Like, what are you going to do with that engineering degree? I'm going to work in a convenience store because fuck me. Right? Seriously, seriously. Like, the fuck? Right? We all have good degrees. Like, what's what's your degree, sir? What's your degree? Oh, okay, uh, what's your degree? <laughs> <laughs> You deserve your fate. You also deserve your fate, right? But like I have a fucking engineering degree, and I'm still doing stand-up comedy. Like I'm making literally like 15 bucks an hour do- and then like doing stand-up comedy on the side because I-, because I don't know how to get a job at all. Like seriously, like if you're wondering like what kind of engineer can't find a job, it depends on the engineering, okay? Like every other kind of... <laughs> Every other kind of engineer is a hero to society, but a mining engineer, that's a Captain Planet villain, right? It's just like Tony Stark can build killer robots all day and kids look up to him. But when I want to build one coal mine, suddenly Chuck Norris appears and kicks me in the face because nature, nature, oh my God, seriously. Millennials, could you just stop with this environmental shit? Like, I I need a fucking job, okay? Listen, I I (laughs) said... I sit too much on stage. Like, I, I talk, I trash talk ch- China too much, right? Like, I can't go back to China now. If I go back to China, they'll be like, do you want to see the desk camp? Because you are there all the time, right? Like, just, like, like, I am so fucked. Like, seriously. Like, I, I wish I was that kid back in the sweatshop, right? Like I wish I didn't leave China in the first place because that kid back in the sweatshop, he is doing way better than me, right? He's like, he can make an iPhone in five seconds. Like, what could I do? (laughs) Linear algebra. Give it up if you know what that is, right? (laughs) Give it up if you know what linear algebra is. What is linear algebra, sir? That's a problem, that's a problem right there, right? What am I supposed to do? Like impress my employer with my ability to invert a matrices, like do you even know what that means? Right, like there's nothing on my resume, like there's nothing on my resume except this, right? Because like, I don't care what you people say, this is three years of public speaking experience, right? Like I'm not, (laughs) like do you know how hard it is for an Asian engineer to get a job in, in this economy, like, you know how many Asian engineers there are in the world? Like, every pile of resume, there's, like, just a bunch of Wangs and pangs and, like, Laos, right? And then you see this Miller guy, It's like, oh, he's a white guy, I'm gonna hire him because he speaks English. Like, right on. like, look, look, I, I'm not even doing this for some bullshit dream, no, I'm doing this co- to convince white people that I speak English, which I assume <laughs> I am speaking to you or you're just laughing to not seem racist, right? Like, <laughs> Like, I really don't belong in the corporate world. Like, seriously. Like, you know, I actually got an engineering job for, like, a month, right? You know how I got fired? How did I get fired? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, right. Why not? (laughs) I wish I did that. Fuck. (laughs) Dude, I, I got fired because I took a nap during a job orientation, right? Like, I can't, I can't even keep myself awake for one single fucking job or orientation, right? Like, it's just, so, like, I can't, I have narcolepsy. Like, I developed it when I used to go to church, church back in the day because all the sermon was so fucking boring. So, I slept through every sermon. And then, like, when I went to university, I slept through every lecture because they were all as boring. And then, like, because of this, like, environmental effect of, like, every time someone is boring, talks, I just fall asleep. I fall asleep during a job orientation and I got fired immediately. Like seriously, I can't hold a fucking real job, right, because we're all pieces of shit. Yeah, I never had sex. I, ne- I didn't even have sex, seriously, I never had sex. Like, I wa- I think I'll be greater than sex though because I watch a lot of demonstration videos, right? Like, I read all the articles on the subject, right? I know all about the sex, the anal sex, the vaginal sex, and the tentacle sex. Like, ladies, please, we have options, right? I have to admit, like, our porn is way better than the Gen X porn. Like, he was probably masturbating to, like, some Playboy magazine. Like, we, like I masturbated to a Playboy magazine once, and it was really boring. I was just like, there's so many articles and one picture. It's like, what the fuck is the point of this shit? Like, like we are we masturbate to some really deep shit. Like, I don't even masturbate to normal porn now. Like, what I masturbate to is, like, a combination of weirdo hentais and, like, weirdo ASMR where this, this girl just just talks dirty to me and I just jerk off to that. It's it's kind of weird, right? Like it's not that weird at all. Like it's not that weird. Like uh, the next generation is gonna figure out even weirder porn. Like they're just they're just gonna like, you masturbate to a screen. Like I have this robotic sex doll that's in my closet all the time. That's what I'm masturbating to. And the, the Chinese will make that robotic sex doll. So like you better buy iPhones or else we're gonna that's not gonna happen, right? So I I, I have a a flashlight, obviously I have a flashlight, right? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm a millennial, I never had sex. Obviously, I have a flashlight, right? But, like, don't get a flashlight. It's such a waste of money, right? Like, it's 60 bucks for the flashlight, but, like, what they don't tell you is you got to keep buying lube or else your dick is going to fuck up, right? So, like, you got to keep buying lube, which is, like, 15 bucks a month. So, like, a 60 bucks flashlight and, like, lube, like, that's just a World of Warcraft subscription, right? Like, I can't keep buying that shit, right? And then, like... The thing about flashlight is that, like, they don't tell you is that every time you use a flashlight, it makes this weird squishing noise. It's like, i a toilet, you know? Like, you know, you, you sir, you laugh. You have a flashlight, right? Or is that what you call your girlfriend? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Right, but, like, it makes this weird squishing noise. I, like, I live in a small condo, so, like, my walls are, like, really thin, right? So, like, I can't keep using that flashlight, or else, like, my neighbor is going to be wondering, like, why am I un- unclogging a toilet, like, every single day? It's just like, what's going on, right? So I had to get rid of it, right? Because also I live with my parents, so, like, I don't, I don't know where to keep a flashlight. Like, seriously, is there, like, a good hiding spot for a flashlight that doesn't get moldy? Is there is there anything? Like, dildos, how do girls hide dildos? I don't, they don't even need to hide dildos. They own that dildo, but I have to hide a flashlight and it was too much it's too complicated so i to threw that flashlight away because i tried to sell it at first right i tried to sell a flashlight and then like nobody was buying it on craigslist so i'm just like oh my god i have to get rid of it anyway that's all i have thanks a lot
6: <laughs> give it up for robert pang of no bang theory Oh man, I never thought I'd feel so sorry for you guys, but after the woes of a millennial, I almost feel too bad to roast you guys a little bit more. (laughs) With your stupid fucking workouts, your stupid fucking CrossFit, big for nothing CrossFit. My God, they had this thing that took the place of CrossFit when I was growing up. They were called chores we had chores back then kept us fit yeah crossfit the only reason to do crossfit is to just do more crossfit that's cocaine see cocaine went to rehab and came back as a fitness routine and that's why we have crossfit today crossfit did a movie about themselves they called themselves the fittest people on earth but how do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people more like burning CrossFit. Oh. Zing! The reason I, I bring this up, it looks like this next guy does CrossFit. He looks pretty goddamn fit, quite frankly. Give it up for Carl Berger. Keep it
8: going uh, for Matthew. Keep it going for Pam. The. The 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 reason that we're all here right now and this sold out. You guys can sit down. Thank you for the standing ovation. I appreciate that. This packed out room and tens of listener. <laughs> uh, is real quick question. Is the, is that a trope of millennials that like millennials don't have sex? Is that like a thing that I missed out on? Cause I, oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> not the Asian women I know, my friend. Uh, <laughs> not the ones that I know. Uh, my name is Carl. I, I've been a millennial for twenty-eight years. Thank you. Um, I don't feel I don't feel very like aligned with the the millennial folks. I grew up in a small town in rural Maine, and Maine's kind of a weird place. It's like uh, it's like way back. It's like when I graduated high school, people still had frosted tips and Janko jeans, like. <laughs> Like that truck to J C Penney's just got to Maine in 2008. We <laughs> were like, "Oh, this is sick, this is sick gear." Pearl Jam's awesome, and we missed we missed all the cool hip shit. But Maine's Maine's a really funny place. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are even fucking familiar with Maine. Uh, we're all the way on the west coast. Does anybody know like where? Well, you know where it is, but does anybody else know like Maine at all? Yeah, okay, a little bit. It's, like, way up in the woods, and it's it's a really weird mix between, like, kind of progressive hippies and, like, real weird northern rednecks. Like, just... my Like, my folks went there. They moved to Maine to grow weed. But then at the same time, like, I have a cousin who lives in Maine, and he, like... He like shot out all the street lights on his block because he was like, "I don't like light pollution, and it's a waste of power." Uh, but he did <laughs> but he did that out of his like big diesel truck after smoking PCP all day, and it was like, it's a good point, but maybe maybe take it easy on the PCP, Casey main man it's weird uh i'm an only child too i'm an only child that's like i feel like that's a millennial thing like people used to have big families both my parents come from bigger families only child i don't know what your guys's view of only children are uh, is, is there anybody else who's an only child in here Oh, fuck me it's just all right <laughs> my parents just didn't like fucking uh <laughs> they didn't like each other I, i'm always surprised they hated each other they fought so much i'm like how did you guys even like how did you guys stop drinking and yelling at each other to like actually have sex one is crazy. anyway this is i forgot <laughs> i got the i got the therapy uh podcast tomorrow that's what i'll be talking about uh i don't know what you guys think about only tr- sorry i got off track Only children, like, I don't know what you guys think about it. For me, being an only child, it just means that I don't fully get uh, incest porn. Like, (laughs) I don't fully comprehend the appeal. Like, I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. But I just, I watch it like I'm watching a Woody Allen film, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get why everybody's talking about it. (laughs) Like, okay, gay, he likes New York. (laughs) And fucking his daughter, you know what I mean? <laughs> Woody Allen, he's a monster. Uh <laughs> he is. Everybody's like, greatest filmmaker alive. I'm just like, really, you know. <laughs> fucking I don't think Scorsese was fucking his kids, but <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what else did I want to talk mill- about? millennials. We don't uh we don't like commitment. We don't commit to anything. Right? Like commitment's tough. You know, we don't commit to uh jobs. We don't really commit to relationships. We don't commit to finishing. Uh, so I don't. <laughs> that was like that was like a wordplay thing. You guys are smart. <laughs> I had trouble with commitment. I, I had a breakup last year. I say I had a breakup because like it was a mutual thing. You know what I'm, t- I'm talking about, like a mutual breakup? Where like me and uh, my girlfriend at the time, we like sat down, we got together, hashed it out, and we came to the mutual uh, agreement that I was a complete asshole, uh, incapable of loving another human being, uh, and I'll probably be alone forever. That's how that mutual <laughs> agreement works out. I get it like I do I have a problem I do have a little problem like uh it's this uh it's this 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 hereditary problem um that 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 limits my like dating abilities it's it's, I'm a man uh (laughs) that's part of it so like I just have to be right about everything uh and I will fight you uh, if you disagree with me I will fight you uh it sucks I would get into the dumbest like pettiest arguments toward the end of our relationship for example, my girlfriend, she was, like, she wanted to buy a really high-end blender. Oh, the blender material. He he walked on the blender material. <laughs> it's getting edgy. If you guys want it edgy, <laughs> you shouldn't have booked Carl. <laughs> I'm about to talk about blenders. <laughs> uh, yeah, she wanted to buy this high-end blender, which I think is, that's, like, that's grounds to break up with somebody but you, you don't need to spend five hundred dollars to make like a two dollar smoothie you're never going to get that roi back that's just <laughs> that's bananas and she came to me and she's like hey i did <laughs> it's true right <laughs> like why would you spend that much on a fucking you shake up some fruit i don't know <laughs> but she came to me and she was like hey look i did all this research and uh i think i'm gonna go with the vitamix blender i i think that that's Yeah, Pam's like, it's a good blender. You're fucking right, it's a good blender. (laughs) She goes, I think that's the best blender. I was like, you think that's the best blender? That's cute. Uh, Because actually, Blendtec blenders, they're the best blender on the market for both consumer and professional level. Uh, And she was like, well, Vitamix blenders, they spin so fast that they can turn your vegetables into hot soup within minutes. And I was like, that's fucking Bush League, Amber. Uh, Blendtec blenders, not only can they do that, they have a 3.8 horsepower motor and patented nonstick polycarbonate blades that could liquefy an iPhone. And she was like, why would you ever need to liquefy an iPhone? I was like, it's not about needing to liquefy an iPhone. I just want to know that I can liquefy my iPhone. We watched Snowden together. You don't get me. So we broke up. Uh, <laughs> we broke up because I'm an asshole. It's, that's what it boiled down to. Uh, and I would never date a psychopath that thinks a Vitamix blender is better than a Blendtec blender. <laughs> I wish that guy stayed for the whole blender bit. He would have been blown away. <laughs> would have been would have been liquefied by my blender material. <laughs> Everything from here on out is just about blenders, guys. So buckle the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I wish I had more. I got. I need to like write just the whole. 30 minutes on blenders and <laughs> do some like real, real edgy rooms. It's alt comedy, baby. <laughs> uh, I couldn't even commit to that breakup. We got back together though. <laughs> I couldn't commit. <laughs> I was like, I'm alone. <laughs> but we, when we were broken up, it was like four months. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know how the the older folk in the crowd, how you guys go about dating in this day and age probably do it in real life by meeting real people uh, <laughs> or I don't know how you f- have a telephone or like I don't know you call people <laughs> the can on the string and you're like yeah I'm trying to get fucked and then it's like <laughs> this is your childhood and then uh, I got on the apps I got on all the apps Tinder, Bumble, OkCupid HelloFresh yeah don't kink shame me <laughs> don't kink shame me I don't I don't know I'm experimenting like what is a quad I don't know <laughs> Is that a sexual command or an overpriced garbage fruit? Let's find out together. <laughs> Let's go on this adventure. I got on the apps, man, and I realized, I realized at least in Portland, it might be the same here in San Francisco, I'm not sure, but in Portland, everybody is, uh, what do they call it, ethically non-monogamous these days. You guys familiar with that phrase, that term, ethically? You're, you're Greek, right? Yeah. Okay, so you'll get the gist of this, cause so that's just polyamory, right? The Greeks, like, they invented that, right? I'm not wrong, <laughs> everyone's like, we're fucking truth bomb, yeah, they invented that. Uh, polyamory, is anybody in here polyamorous? No, okay, statistically, that's not true. Statistically, that's inaccurate. Usually how it works out is there's like a, a, a straight couple and the chick's like, no, we're not polyamorous. And the dude's like, well, I mean, she's not, but, you know, I kind of am. And <laughs> That's how that works out. I Polyamory is so funny. It's hip here, right? Pam I'm not singling you out but I'm just saying like this town's down for that <laughs> San Francisco's a weird uh, sidebar San Francisco I, I, the first time I ever came out here was 2006 and I was visiting my buddy in the tenderloin I was walking down the street and it was the, the only time I ever saw I was like walking by a woman and she was just smoking crack and I was like that's edgy and then I was like I was just walking down the street the other day and it's just all it was like a woman with a a, a yoga mat and I was like damn man San Francisco's really changed uh, and then I turned around and she like rolled it out and started smoking crack and I was like <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right They still got it. <laughs> they still got it <laughs> They still got it. Uh, so polyamory back to where, <laughs> where Polyamory I I don't I can't jive with it really, but I get it like I get the principle I think polyamory is a lot like communism, right like on paper Fairness and equality on paper. It should work out for everybody. Once you bring people in the mix, then somebody's going to get run over by a tank. You know what I mean? <laughs> An emotional tank, of course. An emotional tank, uh, unless you're dating Michael Dukakis, and then it, you got someone to worry about. And I know nobody fucking laughs at that joke because we're all too young, but if you guys... Uh, fuck, just go Google Michael Dukakis tank, and that joke is, like, so fucking funny. <laughs> I swear to God, it's so funny. Yeah, the, one <laughs> the guy that actually saw it <laughs> happen. Yeah, dude, he would have been... Man, we wouldn't have had fucking... Bush number one. Fucking Dukakis if he didn't get in that tank. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Polyamory, the tank. Oh, dating apps, man. I got on there. I matched with this girl, and she had on her profile uh, two comms. It was likes and dislikes. And under the likes comm, it was like taking her dog on walks, going to the beach, margaritas with her girls. I was like, I can get down with all that. That sounds like a fun time. It's gonna be a fun date. And then I looked over at the dislikes column. It's just one thing. Small dicks. That was it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Small dicks. It wasn't wasn't like genocide or herpes. It was just like, the the one thing in my life I don't want, small dicks. I get it. I mean, nobody likes small dicks. Even dudes with small dicks are like, this sucks, but fuck. I would take, you know, fuck, small dicks over genocide any day. I (laughs) <laughs> I make that into a T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking about the font. Uh,
9: <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> it would just—it would be like red Comic Sans, probably, just irritate people. But I can't—I don't—I don't hit on like women for what they put on their like dating profiles or say online because I know what they get in return. I have female friends, which I know sounds like something who does not have female friends would say, (laughs) but I've seen what they, they receive from dating apps. And if you're like a woman in 2019 and you like, don't respond to a dude's message on like Tinder within the first 30 seconds, you just get like a hundred death threats and 30 dick pics, like (laughs) smattered him. Like, like he's just like trying to type out the intro to a law and order SVU script on your fucking (laughs) Tinder thing. I want to try this last thing out. Uh, real quick, who here has been in a three-way? Yeah? A couple of people? There's no joke to that. I'm just trying to see who the cool people are. <laughs> Thank you guys very much.
4: All my again. Give it up for satisfied. Carl Berger.
8: Carl, I'm so glad
6: you got back together with your blender. Yeah. I, was, I was pacing back there, like worried about... What was gonna happen? Oh, geez, you guys. I tell you what, man. I I just can't stop picking on you guys, I can't help it. It's just, you're just, you're, you're, you're just asked to be victims. Like victimhood is like your number one. And it just reminds me of like Jussie Smollett. You know that guy? Peak millennial guy. He set up his own hate crime and then got busted for it. I mean, they found him through his Uber not even smart enough to use a getaway car man that's what's wrong with your generation and they found him with a subway sandwich (laughs) like what is this some sort of like instagram cross-promotional thing like product placement he's doing like some fucking and i mean i gotta tell you poor safeway they're like, first Jared, now this? Like, we just make sandwiches, guys. Get the fuck, keep us out of the, the news, for fuck's sakes. But I tell you, it is one peak millennial moment, that whole case. I mean, he just achieved peak victimhood. That's like the greatest social achievement you guys could take. If anyone from my generation set up that crime, they would have set themselves up to be the hero guys just got it all wrong. (laughs) All backwards. Anyway, hopefully this cat doesn't have it backwards. Give it up for Sonny Dennis. Thank you very much,
9: alcoholic Brian Cranston. That was, uh... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You're also great as the dad in Westworld. Um, I don't know if anyone gets that, but fucking it's dead on. Yeah, I know. It's not very funny, but it's solid. Um, Carl, you look like a millennial Luigi, who's like, instead of mushrooms, just like vape pens he gets, you know? Yeah. By the way, what the fuck, man? You call me on the spot about algebra for no reason? Like, Where's the clitoris at, bro? Uh, yeah. It's not very nice, is it? Oh, boy. Oh man, what's going on guys? This has been a great festival, I'm having a fucking blast. let here from for Mutiny Radio. Good times, good times. I, uh, I'm millennial as fuck, it's a problem. I gotta like tone it down sometimes. Like uh, here's the difference between Gen X and millennials. Gen X didn't follow their dreams, they were told not to. Whereas millennials, everyone was told to follow their dreams.
2: <laughs>
9: Which is a problem because not everyone has good dreams, right? <laughs> this is true. I can, I can, I can, I can t- explain, because I'm one of those kids, okay? When I was 11 years old, you know what my dream was? To be the first child on the MTV show, Jackass. <laughs> <sighs> I see five guys shitting in a hot tub. I'm like, you know what's missing from this? An 11 year old boy! <laughs> and I could be him! Yeah. It was weird because like there was kids at my school that were like, you know, playing basketball every day because they wanted to go to the NBA, you know, and I'm like stapling my nuts to a hockey stick. It was a weird, <laughs> my dad was all upset. He's like, if you keep doing this shit, you're going to be in a porta potty And I'm like, really? You mean it? You think so? So I want to get pushed over in them. That's the, uh, that's the goal here. Uh, what else? What else is about millennial of me? Doo-doo. Oh, you know what the other dream I had was? To be on a game show. Okay? But not even to win a game show, just to be on it. Specifically, Slime Time Live. You guys familiar? Yeah. I didn't, that's such an achievable dream. I could have done that and I didn't, which makes me feel like a bigger failure in life, you know? But I realized Slime Time Live went off the air a while ago and Nickelodeon doesn't slime people as much anymore. They don't slime at all, which is weird, right? You'd think that there'd be a reason for it. So I'm waiting for like an infomercial at two in the morning to come on and it's like, if you were slimed into the 2000s now of mesothelioma, please call the law offices of James Sokoloff. You could be entitled to a free trip to Orlando, Florida, yeah. Which is, you know, like, uh, what's the guy that hosted Double Dare, like Mark Summers? He's on trial for poisoning thousands of children, and he's like, I had no idea the information wasn't available! And the judge is like, well, Mark, you can be 30 years in prison or take a physical challenge! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mesothelioma yeah, oh, man. But the What was up with Gak? Do you guys remember Gak? Nickelodeon Gak, it was not a toy. It was just a little pile of placenta that you've, (laughs) you didn't play with it, you just made fart noises and ruined your dad's carpet, you know? (laughs) I want a toy that smells like burning plastic and makes my parents hate me. Yeah, thanks Nickelodeon, oh boy. Uh, what else I got? I got? You know what's millennial? 90s movies, and I love talking about those. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have heard some of these, but I'm gonna do them anyway, all right? Uh, did you know that they made four Free Willy movies? Four Free Willy movies, yeah. You know what you have to call that fourth one? A very obtainable whale, all right? <laughs> like, by the third movie, you've earned the whale. You can keep the whale. There's more fish in the sea, we'll be okay, right? And it's like, for there to be a fourth Free Willy movie, people have to watch the third Free Willy movie, you know? So I just want to know who's at home. Like, damn, Willy got captured again? (laughs) Well, of course we're going to see it. What if he doesn't get free, you know? Which would be a much better movie, in all honesty, right? Free Willy Five, The Cove. Yeah, starring Michael Vick. Uh, it'd be great, it'd be a lot of fun. You're like 40 Japanese guys, right? We want diversity in Hollywood and we're gonna get it one way or another. Uh, let's talk about Airbud. you guys fuck with Airbud? No? The golden retriever with a heart of gold? Come on! man, what couldn't that fucking dog do? He was like running for Senate and like doing drone strikes, you know? There's nothing in the laws that a dog can't drone strike. Yeah, that whole thing. I, uh, I don't think there was ever a script by the fourth or fifth movie. It's like two guys in the room like, do you just want to see a dog in Rollerblades?
10: <laughs>
9: Inline canine. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, what Does anyone know what year Turner, or who, Turner and Hooch came out? Off the top, is that, would that be a your generation movie or my generation movie? Um, That's you guys? Yeah. Fuck, all right, well I'm gonna talk about it anyway, okay? <laughs> uh, so you guys do, uh, any, any hallucinogenic takers in the crowd? <laughs> all right, so the best way to do hallucinogens, I've realized, is with somebody you love. Okay? The couples that trip together stick together. This is true. Now, uh, my fiance is not, I'm a little more on the, the other side of the tracks than she is. She's a good person, Asian. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that. I'm into doing grimy shit, okay? So I'm good at being on hallucinogenic drugs. I'm good on being on acid. She's not as good as me, okay? So you have to plan out our trips, you know what I mean? Like whenever we do uh, acid, we always do a cheese platter because that's classy as fuck, right? You guys ever been on acid and had a cheese platter? It's some next level shit, okay? (laughs) Fucking Pink Floyd and prosciutto, it's a good time. Um, But we do the cheese platter. And then we find a movie to just have on in the background, you know what I mean? And you know is always a good movie? Some like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, having on in the back kind of a thing. And I thought a good movie to have on would be one with a dog, Turner and Hooch, right? <laughs> Tom Hanks and a big dog for an hour and 45 minutes. And uh, it was like as late 80s, early 90s as it could get, because he's, uh, he's a detective, not a cop, he's a detective. <laughs> Takes place in Chicago or New York. That was the only place movies happened back then. <laughs> And it's not even a fucking movie. It's just like, look how big this dog is. Look at him tear up my apartment and my office and my cop car. But it's perfect for our, for our acid trip. You know, we're having a blast, OK? And then it takes a big south turn with like 10 minutes to go, OK? Because they find the guy that killed Hooch's owner. And uh, then they take Tom Hanks hostage. And they take the dog hostage. And then right now, my, my fiance is getting like, she's getting all antsy. She's tripping. And she's like, what's going on? You didn't say this was going to be this type of a movie. And I'm like, sweetie pie, it's a 90s movie but they're not gonna kill the dog. They never kill the dog, okay? And that's genuinely what I believed, okay? And it keeps kind of going on and like Tom Hanks moves out of the way and then Hooch jumps up to get the bad guy, bites him and I'm like, yeah, see Hooch has got it. And then Hooch gets shot. Okay, And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe it grazed him. And there's a close-up of dog fur and a bullet coming out the other side. So I can't, you know, oh, movie magic. She's freaking out. She's not having a good trip, okay? And I'm like, sweetie, it's going to be fine. It's the 90s. They don't kill dogs, okay? That's like, that's like 50s and 60s shit. You know what I mean? rint in old yeller, all that old stuff. But uh, also, Tom Hanks' love interest in the movie is a veterinarian. So I'm like, this makes perfect sense. You know, bring him to the girl, and they're going to say That's what happens. They rush Hooch to the veterinarian, and then Hooch just dies. And they're like, oh, but Hooch had puppies, so it's okay, and Tom Hanks gets the puppy. It's like, no, fuck that, because she's sobbing, okay? (laughs) Not because Hooch died, but because she trusted me, okay? (laughs) I know. Uh, We're getting married next year, so. (laughs) Let's hope it goes better than that movie experience did. Oh man, you guys like drugs? That's a cool, that's a big millennial thing. You know what's weird? I mean like hallucinogens I feel are more of like the, the new gen, like the Silicon Valley kids. And then like cocaine, which is my other favorite drug, is more of like the Gen X drug. What's your jam? Wheat. Wheat? Really, if you had to choose between a good mushroom trip and a good cocaine binge, what would it be? Okay, I like your style. Uh, you see, the I know for that's better for me, honestly. But man, I like cocaine. Like cocaine's gr- I accidentally became a cocaine dealer when I was uh, 18. <laughs> it's very. That's something Everyone's like, "Oh, what's it like growing up in Hawaii?" I'm like, it's pretty fucking weird sometimes. Like shit, <laughs> shit happens. Okay, let me paint a picture for you. Okay, the year was 2010. Hannah Montana was still Miley Cyrus, you know? (laughs) Lil Wayne was the greatest rapper alive. Shit was different, okay? Now I had just gotten accepted to Maui Community College because as they told me, you will get $5,000 from the government. Okay? It was called the Pell Grant. Or I was like, oh, the hell, yeah, <laughs> It's not a lot of money to you guys, but it is to me and my very low expectation of living, okay? First thing I did, bought a truck for $800. Then I went to the local dormitories, paid a year rent right away. Yeah, because these dorms also doubled as low-income housing for the public. That's true. When you're trying to earn a degree, you can share a bunk bed with a 40-year-old man trying to get his kids back. <laughs> it's crazy. They had had like a rec room and like half of it would be like, all right, we're having movie night and it's Shrek 3. And then the other half of the rec room would be like, all right, we're having a Narcotics Anonymous meeting tonight. So nice mix of people. Uh, I hit the jackpot though, okay, because I got roomed up with two 40-year-old people, the guys that got out of prison recently. And you guys are like, that's not good. But it is, because I grew up white in Hawaii. So this is my chance to be cool with Hawaiians. You know what I mean? Because like they don't man, they, they call us howlies they do not, understandably, okay? Because uh historically speaking, white people are like Willem Dafoe. I don't know what the role is or what the movie is. Pretty sure he's the bad guy though, okay? <laughs> and that's what it was like in Hawaii. They're like, you're howley, fuck you, you know, but Two new roommates got a chance to do something different, try to do something new, okay? And they liked, you know, they always would ask, I, they knew I had trucks. They're like, hey, can you give us a ride to the other side of the island at two in the morning? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm woke. as, I was woke before being woke was a fucking word, okay? I was playing all my reparations, white guilt, all that shit. You guys are all new to this, all right? Back in Hawaii, we've been living this since day one, all right? Now, I ended up, like, taking them, like, for, like, weeks at a time, just all over the place. And, you know, it was, like, had me making me feel good. Anyway, one time with the guy I was like, can I give you gas money or anything? And I'm like, no, it's all good, man. I was helping out my roommates. He's like, you're a good guy, man. Why don't you check your glove compartment sometime? And uh, I never did, you know. And then a week went by, and I looked at my glove compartment, and there was seven grams of cocaine in there. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I didn't do cocaine. I was kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. And the next day I went to school, one of my classmates was like, do you know where I can, I'm at a bachelor party. Do you know where I can get some blow? And I was like, dude, I totally do. (laughs) (laughs) Like... And it just happened. But here's the thing, I started doing Cocaine is, that's the thing about a drug problem, OK? The first like hour of that movie is pretty great, OK? The first month of a drug problem is awesome, you know what I mean? Because I'm selling it too, so it's not like, it was like Scarface. But instead of like you know the push it to the limit montage, but instead of like uh, fancy cars and women, I was just going to IHOP a lot and getting, <laughs> playing Xbox really late. You know it was fucking. It was a good time. And uh, you know what's weird enough is the the IHOP was the problem with the whole situation. Okay, because it was 24 hours. All right, it was next to my dorm. <laughs> One day I sold all my cocaine. Had seven hundred. No, I had five hundred dollars cash in my pocket. All right. Feeling good, And I'm like, I'm gonna go get some pancakes. Why not? Let's enjoy the night. And as I'm leaving my 2 a.m. breakfast, I see on the table it says, buy a $50 gift card, get a $20 gift card. And my eyes lit up, all right? Because I realized my money was worth more in breakfast dollars. So I just liquidated all of my assets and invested it into an economy based on pancakes, okay? I walked out that door with $700 in gift cards. Yeah. It it felt great for like 12 hours. And then I woke up and was like, man, you know what I would prefer over breakfast? Cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) The people that bought cocaine for me, you know what they didn't like? Gift cards. It was uh, they didn't take the gift cards back. It was a whole messy thing. And my life got shitty after that. Like I had to move out of that dorm. I was still addicted to cocaine. People, I ended up selling half the gift cards for like 40 bucks. It was not a good look. And the big irony came when uh, I had to go back to that, uh, you know, that, that Narcotics Anonymous meeting in those dormitories. And like one of the guys was like, man, I lost everything because of you know, the cops. They kept coming in and always you know, fucking with I got arrested. It was a whole thing. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And the other guy was like, yeah, I was getting high on my own supply constantly. So that's why it didn't work out for me. And they're like, what about you, Sonny? How'd it happen for you? And I was like, ah, stuffed French toast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Uh, I, think, I think I got time for one more here, all right? So uh, I'm gonna let you guys do a little choose your own adventure here, okay? Uh, you got to, let's talk about my relationship, okay? You wanna hear about the, uh, the music in the relationship or the role-playing? Alright, that's much more fun. Okay, so I've been with my fiancé for eight years, okay? And I thought it would be easy by now, like you have the cheat code, it's all figured out, you don't have to worry about anything. That's not true. I have to do so much more stuff, especially in the bedroom, okay? The thing this year was role-playing, which I thought would be fun, like I'm doing an accent or like an eye patch or, you know, something fun like that. No, what my fiancé wanted me to do with role-playing is pretend to break into our apartment and hold her Okay? Yeah. Something we found out about role playing this year. I'm terrible at sexual assault. <laughs> which is not a bad problem to have by today's standards, in all honesty. But in my relationship, it is, okay? Because it's her fantasy, and I'm ruining it, okay? She's like, if you're not even going to try, don't even do it. And I'm like, God damn it. First, it's the bookshelf. Then I'm making enough money. Now it's the rape. Ah! You're just like your mother. All right, you guys have been great. Have a good night. <laughs>
6: Oh, give it up for Sonny Dennis, my college roommate. Well, he was in college, I was his roommate, you know what happened. Oh man, trading money for gift cards, that is some cracked logic, man, for fuck's sake. That was a good one. All right, man, well give it up for your comics you saw tonight, Robert Pang, Carl Berger, and Sonny Dennis. Unless you'd like me to just roast you guys for a little bit longer. Go out and enjoy the rest of your free time before the next show. Who's up next, Pam? Uh, The next show is...
1: I can't even remember <laughs> anymore. I can't even remember anymore. Oh, the time machine. The time machine. Time machine. Jokes yeah. backwards and forwards in time. Or just jokes.
6: I don't even know. That's I, a I, perfect I, like... explanation for Mutiny Radio yeah. this weekend, right? <laughs> the time machine for Pam. What yeah, is in. time? It's crazy. Alright, give it up one more time for Yay! yourselves, everybody. And come back for the rest of the festival.
5: a podcast are ye on a raft without a pattern Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio dot thanks
11: can you hear me welcome to high spirits Another day's welcome coming home. What do you want me to do to see you through? That was a little bit of American beauty there. Welcome to High Spirits. <clears throat> we are starting almost on time today. High Spirits, uh, your show that's ostensibly about. Sobriety and what, what, what was that word? Sobriety. The one before it. Ostensibly.
10: What, what does that mean? Like presumably. Uh, uh,
11: what? what are you? What are you, a lawyer or something? Presumably. Wait, presumably or are you gonna, what? What's the other word? Ostensibly. Apparently. It's apparently. You're gonna talk to us with
10: twenty five cent words tonight. Is that it? My co-host is
11: here. Uh, Want to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Pegasus. Pegasus. That's what... All right. Pegasus. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Pegasus, I'm your co-host along with Pegasus. My name is uh, Jay Quellen. Forgot for a second. You're here. You've joined us on High Spirits on MutinyRadio.fm. Sup, Jay. What's up, P... Um, it's just us in the studio today, which is actually a change of pace. Not such a bad thing. I think it's uh, yeah, it's a good opportunity to just riff, and uh, Pegasus and I, we ain't seen each other for a while, uh, a.k.a. a couple days. Um, a.k.a. Uh, yeah, so... Um, we got a lot of catching up to do. Plus, we got this awesome packed show for y'all, and yeah... We're gonna I have some ideas of uh, some conversational things. I'll throw them out there, just things that have been going on and wanted to check in on <clears throat> some stuff I was up to uh, in the tenderloin today. Uh oh. And some observations there. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on. Groovy. Such a long, long time just uh to be gone. in a- a short time, we'll be there.
10: I never took you for a Grateful Dead fan. Oh, yeah, Deadhead. Did you go to concerts and wear tie-dye and drop acid?
11: I have one Grateful Dead t-shirt that I bought on Valencia Street at San Fran Cycle. Get out there, y'all. San Fran Cycle. Support it if it's still in business. I don't even know if it's still in business. San Fran Psycho. San Fran Coal in this case. Yes, there's San Francisco, too, which I think is uh, like a clothing brand or something that also made a beer in conjunction with uh, the brewery uh, Anchor Steam. Yeah, it's like one of those Dolores Park kind of
10: you know t-shirt places like
11: oh okay yes san San francisco is on dolores uh, on valencia around 20th street i think it's near the chrome uh retail store and they design and produce all their shirts in san francisco and they're all about bicycle themes so the dead shirt that i have that i love to wear is uh has a has a bicycle wheel with its spokes in the in the head the 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 skull in the skull Whoa! so um, they make all kinds of bike related apparel they even have apparel for like babies and two-year-olds and stuff Um, I mean are babies old enough to you know properly make that
10: decision or are they being indoctrinated into the life of a deadhead
11: tung baby (laughs) homage to those of you who listen to a certain podcast Um, Pegasus wait what 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 did you say? What what? Homage to babies, or I have no idea what okay. you're talking about. All right, <clears throat> so San Fran's psycho cycle, but um, yeah, I love the Dead, and uh, I think we talked about this. Uh, yeah, we talked about it a couple shows ago that there is a community of sober uh, Deadheads that emerged right when the band, you know, was doing their thing, having all these concerts and all the followers and stuff, and they're they're called the Wharf Rats, and they have a sober corner sober circle at every show and they have their own meeting in San Francisco, actually. Um, I've so, been. Have you? Oh yeah. I, 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 have actually, well, I can say that I actually spoke it at it once. That was the first time I ever went Nice. and I, and I did go again and very friendly and a lot of dead tattoos and stuff like that. Um, so interesting. Yeah. If you're, and some of that old time religion. Oh yeah. But this is like, like the dead <laughs> religion. Um, the religion of the dead. Yeah, people are like, uh, I'm a wharf rat, you know, this and that. I, I think it's cool. It's, it's cool. Um, there's also, oh, that's, that's a topic. Um, that relates to something that I was talking to my sister about the other day, or she brought it up. She sent me an email. Um, actually, let me sit down. Um, give, give us a second, folks. I'm going to put some music on while I get a chair here. Get back to the dead.
3: Friend of the
11: devil. Friend of the devil. First
4: one
7: say she got my child, but it's all my time. I sit out and run, but mother take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. I get home
0: before daylight. Just might get some sleep tonight.
11: Hey y'all, we're coming back at you. There we go, sitting down.
10: You control it from there, also.
11: Sitting down, learning the, learning the mixer from Pegasus, who is has a very high aptitude for the sound stuff in here. It.
10: Yeah, it's all stems from Dane Bramage.
11: <laughs> cool. So, uh, all right, welcome to High Spirits, ten eleven p.m. If you're up this late and listening to us, uh, I don't know what you're what you're doing on a Friday night, you know. Well, hopefully you're uh, stone cold sober, had a nice dinner, but maybe you plan to go out dancing, you know, at the midway or something like that after midnight. I don't know what y'all night owls are up to, but speaking of night owls, I did, I was sort of thinking about Pegasus, about uh, sharing today a little bit about um, all the kinds of uh, fun things that I slash you slash we do and that people can get up to um, in the mission, you know, that... Where you know I'm not I'm not drinking anymore, and I have so much fun. I've my uh, my whole uh, sort of social life is really the gravity has been the Mission District for 15 years, basically. Whether or not I lived in San Francisco, and still come out every weekend when I lived in other parts of the Bay Area. So I was just thinking about how much fun I've been having at different places, venues, um, spots, restaurants, and with friends in the mission. So I was just sort of thinking about, Hey, well, I'm having all this fun, not drinking, you know, it's
10: a place that one can go. I mean, I spend 98% of my non home, non work time at, in the mission. Um, yeah, exactly. There you go. I go to meetings there. I meet friends for food and coffee there. It's, uh, there's a lot of the entertainment I go to. I, I go to the Roxy, Alamo Draft House, uh, various other cultural institutions, and it's all right there. Um, my neighborhood, not as much attraction there, so I'm I'm here all the time. It's great. It's the um, heart of San Francisco,
11: and <clears throat> sort of, I suppose, a little bit on the edge. Maybe a little right off the edge of the mission, Um, speaking of, like, night owls and getting up to fun stuff. Last night, I was up late and needed to, just sort of felt like I needed to eat something, even though I don't even know if I was really that hungry. That's first world problems. Uh Um, And I was, you know, there's no late night eats in San Francisco. There's nowhere to go.
10: I mean, it's completely unsurprising when a restaurant closes its door at at
11: 9 p.m. Yeah, exactly. You guys know, right? Unless you're in Australia or something. Yeah. Um, Or Mozambique. But, uh, yeah, stuff closes really early. You know, really what I recommend to people would be Beretta um, at, I think, 23rd in Valencia or Nopa, which is open, or Shea Mama. And those places close like uh, maybe... 11, midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, depending on the uh, the day, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or which restaurant. But definitely open much later than your typical restaurant. And the quality of food there is very high. So, it's not like going for some junky pizza or, uh, you know, no offense to taquerias, but I've eaten <clears throat> tons and tons and tons. But uh, <clears throat> those are always good spots too, good value. But I did discover this place. I wonder if you know it, Pegasus. It's called It's Tops Coffee House. It's Tops. It's on Market Street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you been there? Oh, many times. Oh, there you go. I mean, it's my new jam. I mean, well, I hope it's my new jam. Like with, I suppose, really like my one friend who I would be hanging out with late at night, bullshitting, looking for a donut shop, like we would <laughs> we would be going to bobs or happy donuts happy donuts is depressing af bobs <laughs> is great but it's not really a place to like hang out um but this it's tops place yeah i've driven by it for many many times and i didn't know what it was and i went in it's a beautiful little diner um and uh yeah so yeah. i got i got some of the ba- best pancakes that i've ever had in my life honestly i mean it's a great breakfast place for sure. All all night breakfast. Um, Old school. It was eggs, o- t- eggs over yeah. easy, sausage. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I had a malted vanilla shake and pancakes. Yeah, that's me, guys. <laughs> um, I do not cook, but uh, it was super tasty. The service was great. Nobody was in there; uh, they were just just uh, flipping tiddlywinks. And yeah, they're, um, they're open till all they hours. Said aren't they said three a.m. last night but i think on the weekend weekends i think they're open super late and they said they get really busy when the bars close yeah um but you know really good reviews and uh my my gut tells me that the food quality is pretty high for the greasy spoon um so i'm definitely going to go back but uh it's top's I was just cruising around. Everything was dead. And I suppose on a Thursday night at 1.30, I mean, even the, yeah, the bars are closing. So there's really nothing to do.
10: Nope. Except, uh, go out for pancakes, go out a, for
11: pancakes on a Friday um, night. Yeah. Um, but, uh, back to, uh, the dead wharf rats thing. Um, that group that we have, that we talked about briefly before, um, That is, as I mentioned, the Wharf Rats are a sober um, community of of deadheads. And uh, my sister sent me a really interesting email about uh, Straight Edge. Pegasus, do you know about straight edge? Just the term, or is there a group? Yeah, it, it's, yeah. Well, yeah, tell me. I mean, so there's a term. What does straight edge invoke for you? What does it mean? To, what do you think it means, or what does it mean to you? Or have you used it, or has anybody ever called you straight edge? Now, I've mostly heard it um,
10: from, you know, people in their teens or 20s who had, uh, you know, had a bad experience with drugs or alcohol, kind of crashed and you know, got in trouble with their family or the police or both. And then they, I, I I didn't really, I wasn't really aware of, you know, programs at the time. So all I just know is that they kind of like made a vow to themselves to be straight edge, to be sober. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like they would make jokes about, you know, etching the word straight edge on their, their forehead or something to remind themselves. Yeah. So you do. Okay. It's like a really hardcore kind of associated with the with the punk scene, but
11: I hung out with, okay. you know, in the punk scene. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. That's what uh, she sent me information about straight edge, um, where it came from, connection to the punk scene. So, uh, <clears throat> straight edge, uh, sometimes signified by XXX or X is a subculture originated from hardcore punk whose adherents refrain from using alcohol, tobacco, and other recreational drugs in reaction to the excesses of punk culture, subculture, just like the wharf rats, I think, in the dead culture. I wonder what other musical communities, like maybe the classical music community has (laughs) has a subculture of uh, acid trippers, you know, right? Like in response to how sober and stuffy all the classical music listeners are. I could totally be wrong. If you're a classical music listener, and you're wild and you have insights, please call us at 415-550-0511. Set me straight. Uh, you don't have to implicate Pegasus in this judgment. Um, cla- I do think classical music people are so straight edge. I,
10: I think you will discover soon that, that you are completely wrong.
11: So, uh, just the, the final thing is, the term itself, straight edge, I had no idea. Um, was adopted from the nineteen eighty one song Straight Edge by hardcore punk band Minor Threat. Maybe we can oh, yeah. throw it on. Um and wait. What? And what am I wearing tonight? Oh yeah, what do you Minor Threat? Yeah. Oh my god. This is insane. That's a, Hey, that's a coincidence god if I've ever seen one. Oh no, that's a god oh no. shot if I've ever oh seen no, one. No, don't what good it. orderly direction. <laughs> um, that is unreal. Pegasus is wearing a t-shirt with punk punk bands including Minor Threat. Minor Threat. I'm blown away. Um, um, yeah. could we cue up the the song um, any at some point. Like it doesn't have to be now. But just It'd be good to have a musical interlude at some point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll play it when we take a break. Uh, at, at your discretion. Sure. Minor not. Threat. Um, San Fran Cycle, Grateful Dead, Bicycle Spoke t-shirts, and my co-host Pegasus wearing the Minor Threat shirt as we're discussing the straight edge movement. So <laughs> they coined the term straight edge. And growing up, yeah, people talked about it in, in grade school, middle school, probably more in middle school and high school. Like... Oh, you're such a straight edge or, um, really like that people calling me straight edge. And I was a prep preppy guy, you know, um, I was straight edge, but I, I, I did listen to, um, some mainstream punk music. Um, Hey, does anybody remember the album punks and Drublick? I don't even know if punk people consider that a punk punk band. Um, and, uh, but, uh, Yeah. So people called me straight edge because I tucked in my sweaters and I got straight A's, but I had no idea. No one ever intimated or, or suggested to me, my peers, that straight edge came from, uh, was a punk subculture of sobriety. I didn't even know it was associated with sobriety. I thought it was like, like get being a goody two shoes.
10: Well, I would say that in addition to, you know, being all fuck you to authority and, and society in general, they're probably also fuck you to the sober community of Alcoholics Anonymous. You think so? Yeah. Because that, that would also be too, you know, Straight goody two shoes yeah. and square okay. to them. So they had to pick their own name for it. Yeah. And they, they, ha- it had to be punk. It had to be, you know, fucked up in some way. Um, you know, like, like, you had to be completely straight edge And if you even smoked You know, took a puff off of a friend's cigarette um, You you had broken your
11: your straight edge Yeah, actually, to, to that point There was a counter-counter movement That emerged called bent edge oh. And bent edge is that person who felt it was okay In the punk scene of straight edge subculture To um, take that drag off the cigarette take that occasional puff. Also, I just wanted to mention that there was a strong association with um, the subculture of straight edge, even with you know, participants or adherents to vegetarianism and animal rights and veganism and stuff like that. So, that was fascinating to me. You know, I think of punks, I mean, I have some familiarity with the music or I had some friends who were maybe into that scene. Um, I can't really say that I'm too expert at it but i do somehow associate punks with like skinheads and intolerance and i don't know why that is where does that come from american history x is that where i saw that yeah, well fuck you yeah um but i love i mean there's uh, yeah there's been great punk music that i've heard such as bad
10: brains american history x came for a pretty long time after the punk what, movement, was the sex it? pistols punk uh, Sex Pistols. Um, oh, the Ramones. The Ramones. No, yeah. I mean technically, yeah, they're they're kind Jackie's of pop. Jackie's a punk. Judy's a punk. Uh, da, da,
11: da, 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 da. They even say punk.
10: They they're
11: pretty pop music. Okay, uh, that's compared, what it is compared with is, like um, hardcore punk. Is Blink 182 punk? What <laughs> is uh, Fuck you, uh, man. Rancid is punk, right? Uh yeah. not really oh, geez. never really checked them Man, out. It, have I been living a lie? <laughs> a big straight edge lie Punk
10: existed from like I don't know The mid 70s Until like 1981 or 82 And everything that came after that They're all oh, posers Oh post punk They're posers They're you know Like Green Day Come on That's just a rock band That's posing Well
11: that's alternate, Alternative
10: Alternative <laughs> You wouldn't believe How many people have said Oh yeah I'm into punk I listen to Green Day And, and offspring, I'm like Fuck too. you
11: I think people would say Offspring They're like Oh yeah But that reminded me of yeah. So, so basically, the other runts in the litter, the other kids I was growing up with, like the skaters and stuff, who called me. Well, they're not the only ones who called me straight edge, but it was it was wrong. It was it was hey, not straight edge. It was not used correctly because I'm not in the punk scene, so I was getting called straight edge for no good reason.
10: Maybe they're just kind of generalizing it yeah. to to say that you looked.
11: straight oh yeah a lgbtqr code um (laughs) as opposed to oh boy that's the whole thing i listened to uh the new dave chappelle netflix special which i think is like people i think have found it to be very controversial and offensive uh and i will say that i really enjoyed it and there is a whole thing about the LGBTQ community and stuff like that. And I went down the rabbit hole of like, what do all the letters mean? And um, then I discovered that today, the most comprehensive thing that I saw was plus. That was the most, that's currently the most comprehensive. Most inclusive. um, Yes. Before, you know, let's say it was just G or something, right? Or Q. And here's what I learned. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, um, queer or questioning, QQ. People have been um, using just the one Q and meaning questioning or meaning queer. This is what I read. And um, anecdotally from other people that I know. So QQ, double Q. Double Q. I is intersex. Mm-hmm. And A is asexual. And the other A is something else. But, oh man, in that I'm not including some other things. Such as pansexual, panromantic, aromantic. There's so much stuff. I saw somebody on um, Hinge the uh, today that came up uh, and... Um, there was something new and and very timely uh, having researched this uh, the uh, all this stuff post Dave Chappelle controversial comedy set um, where he talks about you know the LGBT community he says it's like the alphabet people or something like that anyways I wanted to get more educated on um, what they all mean and how people like self-identify and stuff like
10: that well that's cool That's that's a that's I think that's a smart thing to do I mean there, It's hard to be right about it all the time, but it's good to be just, you know, be open and uh, have an open heart, because um, you know a lot of people from communities of, uh, you know, from the queer communities, communities of color, that they don't feel welcome. They don't feel like the the world is necessarily open to them, and. I think it's good to throw a little love their way and, you know.
11: Oh, yeah. The other, uh, one of the A's that's thrown in in the comprehensive one is ally. Asexual ally. ally. Mm -hmm. I I was surprised. So that was thrown in the mix. And the plus is like for everything that hasn't come out yet or hasn't been covered. Um, And uh, I will say, so on the heels of that, Dave Chappelle, followed by going down the rabbit hole and learning about what... The quote, you know, the community or the movement, you know, on the web is uh how how it they're representing themselves, um, maybe officially or branding or whatever. And then on the hinge profile, this person had a comment about a romantic pansexual. So this person was um, you know said that they're looking for looking for love a pansexual not a- friendship and an aromantic I don't know man I was no confused. attachments
10: I was confused they w- they want sex with everybody with no attachments I don't know
11: good for them no 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 they were ace okay asexual panromantic I don't know anyways so sue me folks um so, yeah. So yeah, lots of different things. And then on the, on that topic, you know, connecting it to sobriety, um, there is, uh, there are, uh, meetings, all kinds of meetings out there, men's meetings, women's meetings, um, young people's meetings. And we meant the aforementioned, uh, deadhead meetings, the wharf rats. And, uh, there's, uh, all kinds of meetings. Um, and, Also, there are gay meetings and there's places where, um, people who are, you know, identify as gay or perhaps, you know, other members of the LGBTQ community have safe spaces and, and interest affinity groups around meetings. And I've gotten to attend, um, when I, when I was exploring the San Francisco scene, um, Meeting scene. I uh, I definitely put a lot of. I I, I went to um, um, one of the fellowships in the Castro and and uh, tried out all these different kinds of meetings, including uh, gay meetings, and it was cool. Yeah, it's not not in my repertoire these days, but did what, you feel welcomed? Yeah, yeah. Over. I mean, my the short answer is yes. I think that um, and you know, I guess. I mean. I suppose, I mean, I identify, yeah, I identify pretty straight edge, (laughs) but, um, but yeah. um, That doesn't mean what you think it means. No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we're just mixing malapropisms, just mixing stuff up, anachronisms, malapropisms, but, uh, I did overall. Yeah. I felt it was welcoming. I thought there was a lot of cool insights. I mean, dude, we're all, we're all human beings and, but, uh, of course there's unique stuff. In uh, different lifestyles and experiences, and romance, and all that kind of stuff, and I there were definitely things where I didn't feel as uh, didn't feel that some things were as relatable. But a lot, but I think mostly it was the kind of topics and things that came up were very familiar and relatable, and it's all part of our broader community. So it's you know it's it's just another meeting, but it's really cool that there are all these interest groups. In fact, um, yeah, well. Um, yeah. So,
10: yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's meetings for everybody, um, in this town, including, uh, well, AA is known for being very, uh, you know, very much about, Uh, having a higher power and there are meetings for people who don't have higher powers. And that's a good thing. Yeah. There's meetings in Spanish. There's meetings in, uh, there's a, I think there's a Croatian meeting. Um, or yeah. Uh, anyways, there, there are meetings in a variety of different languages. There's, um, meetings for people of color. There's meetings for, Um, Right. For gay folks, for lesbians, for people who want to meditate, for people who are Buddhist, Um, there's refuge recovery, there's life recovery, smart recovery, life ring, which is, I guess, sort of a cognitive behavioral therapy that comes with a workbook and stuff. And it's all there's a lot to choose from here. And that's really kind of remarkable. I guess it's what you'd expect in 2019. Yeah. That there's uh, just a lot to choose. You know, there's a, a, it's a big smorgasbord. You don't have to go with the one-size-fits-all AA, um, you know, prescription of, you know, go to traditional meetings and, uh, you know, and stick with that program. You can choose what works for best for you. And, and you don't have to worry about whether other people will judge you for it because you'll be doing your own thing.
11: Um, thanks for sharing about all those. Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, um, yeah, all the different ways. I was, I just subjected one of my friends uh, to, well, my roommate, um, who's a good friend, um, to just, I just was, we, well, we were in a discussion. Maybe I wasn't torturing him, but he, he was a willing participant in, and like hours long discussion about recovery and, the program and my experience and other people's experiences and just all kinds of stuff and I mean he's a Normie and uh, we've talked about that normal people are not addicts and alcoholics <laughs> but uh, and have like a healthy relationship or just a low-key relationship with that stuff but um, so it was uh, really in-depth and actually um, super cool some some cool things ca- came up um, my mom says, do not repeat one thing too many times. Just make sure and remember, am I repeating myself? <laughs> that's. Um, she's listening. I think and... between
10: the two of us, we've <laughs> gone back and forth oh. over some of the same territory a few times. Oh,
11: yeah. that's what she's saying. Normies and Grateful Dead. Oh, my God. She's such a, she's an avid listener and she's checking me right now. On... One of these days,
10: we're going to work up an agenda before we sit down in front yeah. of the microphones.
11: Yeah, we will. Um... And, but just wanted to, yeah, this is like a stream of consciousness today, but um yeah, today talked about, we got into talking about, you know, does it work for everyone? How does it work? What else is out there? So, yeah, I think uh, my, I was talking about uh, rehab became a big point a focal point of the conversation, and I was sharing with him about all this stuff I've learned anecdotally about rehab, and um, I don't have any experience with it, but inevitably in the rooms and, and in this journey, in this wonderful journey of sobriety and recovery, um, you people have had experiences in uh, rehab facilities, whether they are community-based or private organizations, you know, nonprofit, for-profit, whatever. and. Um, I definitely have, a, I have a mixed feelings about the industry and um, all the offerings out there. And I was expressing that and he was like, hey, you know what? A lot of what you're saying and talking about was, co- is covered in a, in one of the John Oliver, late night, uh, John Oliver, uh, you know, he has some show on HBO. Oh, right? He's that guy with the, uh, the fake British accent yeah.
10: who claims to be from Great Britain.
11: Yeah, I guess so, and was on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, actually. Oh, is uh, that
10: show still produced?
11: I, I don't know. I think they did a season nine or eight. I don't know if it's going. they're going to come out with another season. but um, So John Oliver did a really great—I hope you guys, if anybody's listening out there, <laughs> I hope uh, you guys will go look up on YouTube— just look up the keywords John Oliver rehab, and you know he he pulls all these um, stories from say Vice or uh, Frontline and all these interviews that other people have done, and he you know he's really it was a critique. I mean it's understatement to say that he was providing a very strong rebuke and critique of what is a, uh, an unregulated industry. So some of the fun facts he threw out was that there were 14,500 rehab centers across the United States. So, and that it's grown very rapidly over the last 10, 15 years. Um, and that the industry is a $35 billion industry in the country. Dude, we're totally missing out on yeah. this with what?